Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. deepest part of you has been engrafted into Christ, the Bible says, the Messiah. And watch this, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and the new has come. Glory to God. Now look at verse 18. He says, but all things are from God. Now this is talking about your recreated spirit. You see, in the new creation, the spiritual creation, the new creation that, 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 that God is, is bringing into the earth realm in the body of Christ, guys, all things in your spirit are of God. You see, in your soulish realm, guys, I'm going to submit to you, all things are not of God, okay? <laughs> in other words, you and I, man, we both sometimes got some thoughts going on where it's like, man, that thought was not from God, okay? I have no idea where that thought came from. And, you know, I don't know if it was the, you know, the, the food that you ate or whatever, or whatever it was, I don't know, but there's some thoughts sometimes where you'd know that's not of God. And so, what I'm telling you is that he's not talking about your soulish realm. He's not talking about your mind. He's not talking about your body, because our bodies, guys, the Bible, of course, says that, uh, you know, our bodies are, they've not yet been made new. Uh, eventually, uh, there'll be there'll come a time when our bodies will be uh, made new and we'll have resurrection bodies, the same body that our Lord Jesus has, but we're not there yet. And so, he says, all things are from God in your born-again spirit, in your recreated spirit. And then he goes on to say, who through Jesus Christ, he's reconciled us to himself. He's received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself. That's talking about your spirit. And he gave unto us the ministry of reconciliation that by word and deed, we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. And so, in your spirit, you've already been brought into harmony with God. Now, why is this important, Alex? This is important because when we talk about showing forth the fruit of the spirit, you got to start with who you are in Christ. If you think that all there is to you is your behavior or how you feel in your mind, well, then that's going to keep you stuck there. But you got to understand, there's a part of you, guys, that's already been made new. That's the new creation. That's the new you. That is you who you are in Christ, you see. And so, when God looks at you and He calls you righteous, He's talking about who you are in your spirit. Everybody say out loud, I'm the righteousness of God. Type it into the chat. If you're with someone, say, I'm the righteousness of God. Now, that's independent of your performance. Amen. And it starts to make sense, guys, when you understand, well, that's who I am in the Spirit. Amen. Everybody see that? Well, praise God. So, let's look at this some more, because what happens is, and you can flip over to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. What happens is, well, when you understand that who you are in the Spirit is already righteous, now, our Christian life, guys, is going to be lived now in, kind of like in the gap. It's, it's in the gap between who the Bible says we are in Christ and what our day-to-day -day real life experience is. And so, again, we never take anything to the extreme. This is not, again, I've told you before, cults are started when certain truths are taken to the extreme. 
when they start talking about, well, you know, nothing, you know, it's not, the, the, the physical isn't real. Only the spiritual is real. No, the physical is very real. But what you want to understand, the spiritual is very real as well. In fact, the spiritual realm gives birth to the physical realm, but the physical realm is very real. Okay, and so we never deny what's going on in the natural, but what we got to do is we now got to bridge the gap. We got to... We got to bring our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions into alignment with who we already are in the spirit. Can everybody see that? And so look what he says here in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. And this is the New Living Translation as well. He says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Stop right there. Now, what is he talking about here? Because remember, you're already the righteousness of God in your spirit. And so, he says, throw off your old sinful nature. Well, Alex, I thought I was already righteous. Well, hold on, friend. You're righteous in your spirit. But he's talking here about the soulish realm. He's talking about your way of thinking. You see, the, 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 the sinful nature, guys, in, in the born-again believer, it, it, it really exists in, in, in your thinking. It's an old mindset. You see, it's, it's an old uh, a way of thinking. It's an old way of, of looking at things. In other words, there's some mental, emotional uh, patterns that you might have that are not quite in alignment with who God says you are. And so, that's the sin nature in us guys. You know, when we talk about the sin nature, we're just talking about these, these unrenewed uh, mental, emotional patterns, which are very real, guys. The flesh is very real, and there's nothing good in the flesh. Okay, let me just tell you that right now. Amen. There's nothing good in the flesh. But he says, you can throw that off now. Why? Because you're already a new creation. And so, what he's saying is, you're not, you're not going to bring your way of thinking into alignment with who you already are in Christ. But what I want to show you here is, in verse 23, notice what he says. He says, instead, let the Spirit, glory to God, renew your thoughts and attitudes. And so, let's really kind of break this down for a moment. He says, let the Spirit renew or renew your thoughts and attitudes. Now, the King James here uh, translates it, uh, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This is talking about the renewal of the mind. But I want you guys to see the role of the Holy Spirit in this. Because when we talk about renewing the mind, we're not just talking about, again, this is not just positive thinking. This is not, you know, oh, just think the right kind of thoughts. No, the Holy Spirit has an active role in the renewing of the mind. He actually says here, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. But guys, I'm going to ask you a question. Is there something you've got to do here? There is, amen. Amen. Because how many know the Spirit is not just going to come in and, 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 and take you over? You see, the Holy Spirit is never going to force anything upon you. The Holy Spirit is always going to give you a choice. And, you know, this is not like a, you know, there's some other spirits that are going to try to influence you against your will, but not the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the Holy Spirit can only work in your life in proportion to your right thinking and your right believing. And so hear this again, child of God, in this new covenant, it's not about your performance. It is about your right believing. In this new covenant, if you will believe right, you will live right. If you believe wrong, you will live wrong. You see, you can't really separate the way you're, you're living from how you're thinking and believing. He says, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And so your role in this is, 
is you got to begin to get into the Word, the Word of Grace, like you're doing right now, the Word that's going to tell you about who you are in Christ, you see? that you hear the word, what you want to do is you want to pray. You want to say, Holy Spirit. And you say, Holy Spirit, in my heart, to me, I get quiet. And you listen. You spend some time just fellowshipping with him. You practice his presence. And you listen. Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me right now? And what he's going to do is he's going to make it real to you. You see, because the, the word of God is is spirit and it is life. In fact, hold your place in Ephesians and just look at real fast St. John chapter 6, uh, John's Gospel chapter 6, verse 63 in the NLT. And notice what Jesus says here. This is Jesus speaking. We looked at this a couple of weeks ago, or last week perhaps. <laughs> and, uh, he says here in John's Gospel chapter 6, verse 63, uh, spirit, uh, 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 Jesus speaking, he says, the Spirit alone gives eternal life. Now, this is a strong statement that he makes here. He says, human effort accomplishes nothing. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And then he goes on to say, in the very words that I have spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. And so, a couple of things here. The Word of God is spirit. The Word of God is life. And Jesus says, human effort accomplishes nothing. And so, what this means is, guys, very similar to what we were talking about this Sunday, is that you can't mix the pattern of law, the pattern of performance, with this spirit-led life of grace and faith. And so, and so this is not you, you applying human effort to try to, you know, think right. No, this is you getting into the Word, but do it in a prayerful kind of way. Holy Spirit, make this Word real in my heart. And he says, His Word is Spirit, His Word is life. And so you can't separate the Word of God from the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Glory to God is the author of uh, the Word of God. And so every time you get into the Word, you want to you wanna, you wanna be mindful that the author of Scripture is right there with you. Glory to God. And He wants to speak to you uh, through His Word, child of God. But you got to be receptive to it. you got to listen to it, to Him. So he says, back in Ephesians here, uh, 4.23, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Look at verse 24. Put on your new nature. So you're putting off the old, you're putting on the new. You're putting on the new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. That's the new creation. That's who you are. And so in your spirit, you're already the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're already that new creation. Now you're getting your, your thinking to line up with that. And as you're doing that, the Holy Spirit is going to be working on the inside of you, making the Word real to your heart. You see? You see? And so, and so you're never trying to become something that you not already are. No. What you're doing is you're letting the Spirit gradually transform you into who you are, into who you truly are in Christ. Can you guys see that? It's very powerful. And so to the degree that we are receptive now to the Holy Spirit working in us, to that degree is transformation going to show up in our lives. You see, the challenge oftentimes is people struggle with the fruits of with, with, with the fruit of the Spirit because you're trying to do it in your own strength and effort. You know, because you, you understand, man, I got saved by grace through faith. 
but now you got to live this Christian life, and maybe you were brought up in a denomination where they said, "Man, you got to you got to work harder. You got to you got to resist this sin a little bit more." Anybody ever heard that, Alex? We got to resist the sin just a little bit more. We just got to work a little bit harder, you know. And it's like these these demands that are being made on you now, and you just got to you know always try to be more more holy. But 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 the, but Jesus, guys, said human effort accomplishes nothing. You can't do this through human effort. You see, a set of rules and principles will never be able to change a person's heart. Let me, let me say that again. Rules and principles, no matter how disciplined you are, no matter how hard you try to keep the rules, it's never going to produce transformation from the heart. Only the Spirit of Grace can do this. And so your role is you got to get into agreement with who God says you are in Christ. Thank you, Lord. You know, there's so many uh, occasions where Paul refers to Christians, actually, all throughout the New Testament. Uh, it refers to Christians as saints. Isn't it funny, guys, what religion will do? That religion has us thinking that, well, a saint, got, you know, Saint Alex, that's like, you know, somebody who's really special. You know, uh, somebody who... Who, who did all these great things for God, you know, those are saints. Uh, you know, but guys, how many remember Jesus said, your traditions have made the word of God of none effect. Now, I'm not putting down some of the great people of faith over the centuries, guys. But what I'm here to tell you is that the Bible refers to every born-again believer as a saint. If you are in Christ, the Bible calls you a saint. You see, well, Alex, I thought I was just a sinner. Hold on. Scripture says we were all sinners, but then what happened was we got into Christ, we received a new nature, and now in Christ, you are called a saint. You're not, now again, you say, well, you know, well, Alex, you know, I'm, 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 li I'm not living according to it, guys. None of us are. <laughs> I got news for you. I'm not living according to it either all the time. Okay, we all miss it. You see, but, but, but in your spirit, in, the, in, in, our, in our spirit, guys, we've already got that new nature. You see, this is the new heart that the Bible talks about. We looked at this last week in Ezekiel. If you're born again, you have a new heart. You see, you have a, all of a sudden you have a desire to please God. Maybe before you got saved, the last thing you wanted to do was please God or, you know, have anything to do at all with church or whatever. But now you got that desire. Well, that's the new nature. That's who you are in the Spirit, you see. And so now the Spirit-led life is going to be a life where we are called to be receptive to the Holy Spirit's leading, which is always going to be according to who we are in Christ. Look at Romans 8.16 real quick, and then we're going to look at the fruit of the Spirit here. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 16, NLT, he says, For his Spirit joins with our Spirit. Watch, watch what he's doing to affirm that we are God's children. Holy Spirit is always going to remind you of who you are in Christ. Holy Spirit is always going to remind you, independent of your performance, that you are righteous. And He's going to lead you from that place. And then something very interesting happens, guys, is that, is that He changes you. He changes you. And man, we can't take credit for it, you know. He changes you. It's, it's, he's working on the inside of you. Remember, 
we looked at the scripture, he's giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases God. And it's really hard sometimes to articulate this too. Lord, give me the correct utterance because, because it is something that, that happens and you, you experience it the more that you get into this grace, this word of grace, uh, the more that you practice his presence. Glory be to God. He, he changes you. You know, you, you find all of a sudden the stuff you used to want to do that was contrary to what God wants you to do. Well, you don't really want to do that stuff anymore. You don't really want to get wasted anymore. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, but, but you can't take credit for what's happening because, thank you, Lord. It's not you using human effort to become a better person, so to speak. No, it's the Spirit of God working on the inside of you, child of God. And He's transforming you from the inside out. Look at the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 here. In the NLT, and he says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Notice it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruit of your human effort. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And look at the fruit that he produces. He says, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Uh, 23, verse 23, says, gentleness and self-control. And he says, there's no law against these things. Now, guys, maybe someday we'll have time to really do an in-depth study on all of these, but I was just meditating on that in my own life and noticing and really trying to, you know, see, well, Lord, how is this produced? And it's, and I, I got to tell you, man, it happens to the degree that you live a life of depending on the Holy Spirit. Remember, we looked at this also, that one of the first things the Holy Spirit does is He sheds the love of God abroad in your heart. And so in a very practical way, what do you do? You got to believe every day, God loves me. You see, Jesus did what He did on the cross, guys, because He loves us. The Bible said God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And so you got to receive His love. You know, religion causes people to think, well, his love is condition-based. It's not. God loves you on a good day. God loves you on a bad day. <laughs> God loves you, man, when you're like, you know, just a mess. You know what I mean? He's the one that you come to. He loves you. You receive his love. Holy Spirit makes it real. And that's how this fruit is produced. And notice it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's singular. And so that fruit of the Spirit, I believe, is the love of God, guys. It's the love of God. I was at our church the other, the other day on Sunday, and I heard this testimony, somebody just talking about the great experience they had at the church and how everybody was so loving. And, and I was saying, you know, man, that's, that's the Spirit. I was talking to someone, and I said, man, that's, that's the Spirit of grace. That's the Holy Spirit. You see, religion doesn't do that, guys. No. It's a church that's spiritually alive, you know, a spirit-led church. You're going to feel the love. It's not human love. It's the love of God that the Holy Spirit deposits in our heart. Remember, the Bible says we love Him because He first loved us. I'm able to love because God first loved me, guys. You see, I can't take credit for it at all. I can't take credit for it. And so, the fruit of the Spirit is love, but then... Out of that love will come joy, 
And guys, how many know there's a difference between joy and happiness? Happiness is fine. Happiness, however, is circumstantial. It's condition-based. You know, you're happy when things are going well. Maybe you got some good news. That's great. You're happy about that. Something bad happens. You're not happy. Well, that's fine. But joy, guys, I want you to understand, joy has nothing to do with our circumstances. Glory to God. You see, joy doesn't come from your circumstances, child of God. No, a joy comes from who you know. Glory to God. My joy comes from my intimate relationship with Jesus. My joy comes from my intimate fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you see. It's His joy, guys. And we partake in His joy through our fellowship with Him. Peace, man, is as a fruit of the Spirit. And the peace of God, guys, how many know the peace of God? You know, Jesus said, My peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Do I give unto you? See, the world gives according to the natural, the five senses. Man, I'm at peace when stuff's going well. But no, you see, the peace of God, man, that the Holy Spirit produces in you, that's peace that's independent of circumstances. You see, we don't describe peace as the absence of a challenge. No, peace is security in the midst of turmoil. No matter what's going on, He's your peace. And then patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Man, we're already out of time, guys, but... But I think at one point, at one time, we're just going to take maybe a Tuesday night Bible study and we're just going to break down the fruit of the Spirit and just really go into all of these. But what I want you to carry away here tonight is, Alex, how is this produced? It's produced by you understanding who you are in Christ, understanding that who you really are is a spirit. You're a spirit. You see, the Bible says God is a spirit. He made us in His image and likeness. Hebrews talks about him being the father of spirits. He's the father of your recreated spirit. And so the real you is a spirit. You possess a soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. You live in a physical body. Who you are in the spirit is already righteous. And our Holy Spirit, he's going to bear witness to you of that. And he's never, there's, like I said, we're never denying that there's, you know, a carnal part of us. Okay, we're not denying that. We're not denying what's going on in our emotions. All of that is very real, but we are called to live our lives according to the Spirit. We're called to live our lives according to the Spirit. In fact, let's end it at Galatians 5.25. Let's just go down to verse 25. We stopped here last week too. He says in verse 25, Since we are living by the Spirit... Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. And so how do we live, guys? We live by the Spirit. Amen. We live by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We don't live by our self-effort and performance. No. We're in the Spirit. We're in Christ. Now let's let the Holy Spirit direct us every single day. I believe last week we talked to you about, you know, take some quiet time every day in the morning and just keep doing that. And someone says, well, I haven't done it yet. Well, start doing it now. Okay, friend, start doing it now. Spend some time with him every day. Cultivate your intimate, heart-to-heart -heart relationship with Jesus through his Holy Spirit. And let him do some powerful things in your life. Stop trying to use your self-effort and performance and say, Lord, I depend on you. Holy Spirit, take charge in my life. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.